Welcome back to another episode of Good Times Podcast. It's your boy Dejan joined with your boy Zay. And we got the guest, James Williams, myself, ASAP James. I'm living, bro. I just graduated college in May, so shout out to that man. Finally done with Congrats, that. Congrats. But yeah, just trying to find my place in this world, man. So, so what was your your major in college? Um, I majored in mass communication, and I got a minor in health and human performance. Okay, so what made you pick mass communication? Uh, coming out of high school, the reason I picked mass communications was honestly for sports. Um, I really planned on playing sports in college, so I wanted to pick a degree that wasn't going to be too hard, but something that I enjoyed as well that I could see having as a career. So more specifically, I did sports broadcasting when I was in college, and um, I got to work with ESPN+. Plus. I got to work with countless recruiting services and do stuff with them throughout my college experience, but... Now that I've graduated, what I can say is I'm older now, and what I got my degree in is not something that I'm as passionate about as I was before. So yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people get get degrees and certain shit, especially when it comes to people who play sports. Yeah, you get a degree in something that it looks easy. Sports. You can yeah. get that real quick because all you related to, to that sport or it's <coughs> quick and easy type facts. So do you regret that that degree that you got? No, I don't regret it because I needed to be in school after high school. I needed something. I needed to be working towards something in those two, three years after high school. I feel like everybody, from the age of 18 to 21, you definitely should not be on your ass. You need to be working for something. Even if it's not what you're going to be doing in the rest of your life, that's the most pivotal time period in your life. Because if you sit on your ass during that time, that time period, you're literally setting yourself up for failure. So That's like, that's like, that's like your freshman year of... Real life type shit. Facts. Which like, I think I think people gotta understand. Like, yeah, you you can't be out here on your ass not doing shit. But you also have to understand you still a kid. Yeah, like, facts. Shit, it's still cool to fuck up. Like, I think what, yes, I think definitely. what our age people like our age get so stressed about shit failing, like shit not working out. Like, say you have these plans when you graduate high school, nothing really works out. It's okay for stuff not to work out. We're in that age where if you do something that doesn't work out, it's okay. Like, I want people to understand that. But at the same time, you can't just be sitting here not doing anything. Facts. Like, like, to what y'all saying, like, between, like, after high school, 18 to about 21, 22, it's like, you can get lost so easy in that time period in life. Yes. Just because you're finally out of school. You're finally out of school, you ain't got, like, if you don't the go back to school, you ain't got shit to do if you're, not, if you're not working, if you ain't been working, like, if you just out here, out here. You lost his shit, like, <laughs> like you find, now, you, now you realize, like, damn, I'm in the backseat now. I didn't, I've been bullshitting the past couple of years of my life, like, and been doing shit. And you're still young, so like you said, you're still young, so you're able to get on your shit quick. But if you was on your shit as soon as you graduated from high school, like, you would have a better foot. I feel like at our age, you gotta pay attention to the small victories. Like, you gotta pay attention to yeah. the small things that you like, cause. 
for me, I can get stressed. I get stressed about all types of stuff. But if, if I really look at it, like there's certain people my age that even did a third of what I was completed. You know what I'm saying? Like the small bigger group. Factual. It yeah, it's always somebody better than you, bro. Remember that coming out of high school? Yeah, my dad always used to tell me. Don't move too fast because honestly, I just got, I'm 24 now. So I'm getting to that age where I'm starting to realize that I'm still young. I feel old because I'm not 18 anymore. I'm not that young kid. So I'll be feeling like the clock is ticking fast but in all reality i'm young i'm young as fuck i'm not even 30 yet but it just feels it feels like it sometimes so you just got to humble yourself come back down to earth and realize we're all on a different journey you know there's no timetable in this especially with social media it's so easy to get lost in that phone so you're looking at everybody else around your age group that's doing this that and third yes and you may not, you may or may not be doing that you may be doing more you may be doing less but you're comparing yourself to all these people and that's what motherfuckers get fucked up Exactly. Right, right. Your life is your life. If you take your life serious, you will be okay. And this is coming firsthand from a social media influencer. Man. Everybody only posts their good highlights on social media. And I'm not going to say I'm one of the fake social media people, but I don't go posting my, you know, my downfalls on there, obviously. But what I can tell you is not every social media influencer, just because they're doing good on the phone, don't mean life is. Like, I'm still, if you ask me, I'm still a failure. I don't have as much money as I have followers. I'm not as, I'm not winning like you think I'm winning. Like, so please don't, don't, please don't be out there looking at me like, oh, he got all this drip. He got this and that. I want to be like him. You don't want to be like me. I'm still working. I promise. Since we talk about that. I want to know, how did you get into, like, the whole modeling thing? So, like, some of the things, how did you, how did you come up on this social media shit like that? So, this is, I'm, I'm glad this is, I'm glad this got bought up. No. I did not buy my followers, that people. I did not buy my followers that because that at that time that period, and it's it's eight years later now, and I still have those followers, guys. So it's no Indians, it's no Chinese. This is real people following me. You can go look through it. <laughs> but the way I got, so pretty much how I got started on social media is, honestly, I like I built a following, you know, just for shout outs, getting everybody in Clarksville to follow me. But really, what what got me up there was getting the 10K. When I got to 10K followers, especially during that time period when social media was new, if you had 10,000 followers, people were just going to follow you because they thought you were famous for something. People just was like, oh, he he got to be famous, so I'm going to follow him. So, exactly. So, just from that, from 10, getting to 20 took like a month maybe just off of having 10K and doing shout outs. And then once I got to 20, I slid on past the 30. And I think I'm sitting about 36 right now. I took like a two, three year break off of Instagram when I graduated high school. Yeah, I took like a two, three year break when I graduated. Yeah, 2016 to 2019, I wasn't on Instagram like that. It just like, they changed up the algorithm and I just got older. It just wasn't something I was into at the time. And I was in a relationship, so you know how that go. Um, yeah, if you're a social media influencer and you get a girlfriend, they gonna be on your ass, bro. Just deal with it. They gonna be on your ass. <laughs> they, they not gonna have to. They gonna know how to deal with the attention you're getting. But yeah, the fashion, like you were talking about earlier, how I got into the fashion and modeling was honestly needing an outlet to put my energy into. After I realized that football wasn't something I was gonna be doing anymore, I just I needed something that I wanted to strive for and get better at. And I was like, man, I can't sing. 
I can't draw, so my art gotta be dressing. Like this is this this is how I show my artistic expression is through dressing, because I can't do neither. So after making the football team at Austin P and that falling through, I was like, you know what? Um, I proved to myself I could play D1 football. I feel like I'm I'm done with that portion of my life, so I just moved into fashion. So that's what I've been doing now. I'm a freelancer. I'm not under any agency right now, so I kind of. I set up everything myself. I, I I go through a lot of clothing brands, smaller or bigger. Um, I've worked with Boohoo Man. I've worked with Fashion Nova. I've worked with smaller brands like LL Apparel, Drip LA, Merino Morewood. So I, I I got a pretty a pretty lengthy catalog. But if it, if it's something you want to get into, like I said, and it's something you want to express your, yourself in, do it because it's like it's never too late. You can don't let somebody tell you you're out here trying to copy somebody. If you want to wake up one day and you want to start dressing good and looking nice, do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so with the with the whole thing with football, when when, when did you know it was time? Uh, really, just I didn't really know it was time. You weren't were nobody who I've seen that was just playing football to play football. Like when you were playing college football, you were putting in hours. Like I've seen you put in hours. Yes, guys, I, I I can tell so you that made, story. What made you walk away? I so when I graduated high school, y'all, I only had two offers. It was one to an NAI school and another to a D three. Um, I didn't really like those. I really wanted to go D one, so I decided to go to Nashville State for two years and just work out as hard as I could, get bigger, get stronger, get faster. Um, I grinded three and a half years, y'all, three and a half years before I finally got my walk on trial at Austin P. And I made the team. I did what I had to do. I made the team. It was a great feeling being on the team for those three months during COVID. But COVID and a new coaching staff derailed that for me. Um, pretty much when the new coaching staff came in, they didn't honor the walk-ons. They said they didn't really need us, which I don't blame them. You know, it's a business. And uh, we didn't try out for them, so they didn't know what we had. So I understand it. And at that point, when that happened, I was already in my second half of my junior year of college. So I was just like, my only options here is either to transfer to a new school and play there because I still have all my years of eligibility left. But I didn't I didn't want to be a grad student, be 25, 26, trying to finish out my eligibility during at least during that time period here. Lately, it has been dining on me like, dang, I still have all my eligibility. And I mean, I do semi pro football every now and then I got a ring playing semi pro, but it, it's just not the same. It's not the same as college or trying to make it to the big league. So or yeah, about a year and a half, two years ago, that's when I realized my football journey was probably coming to an end. I've been trying to tap in. Well, I ain't, I ain't gonna say I tried, but I've been thinking of, thinking of tapping in for like, just playing again. Mm -hmm. I ain't played since 2017. Like, shit, I remember my, my last time touching shoulder pads. It's, it's, it's a crazy, bro. When I got when I finally put on some pads again after not playing football for two years for semi pro, it was a crazy feeling. Uh, being back out there it's the competition is not as good as i would like it to be but it's still fun it's still fun especially if you play for the right team so here down here in clarksville i think the only teams we have left now are the rattlers which is the um they're the winter and spring team and then there's the gdfl team the outlaws who are actually undefeated right now See, i know a lot like semi-pro it can be fun but at the same time like when you're somebody who loves competition you love to compete and you've been to that level before like the college level when i was playing semi-pro soccer i ain't gonna lie like 
kind of look around like, am I, you kind of feel like, I, for me at least, it felt like I was wasting my time out here. Like, like I didn't feel like. So, see my pro niggas' ass? It's like, it's, it's not, there's it's good, there's good team. It's just like, for example, for football, we right, we right. had, we, we had like a, we'd have like a 10 game season and maybe two or three games would be worth my time in yeah, terms yeah, of like the, exactly, the, comp, exactly. the competition yeah. and the, the actual feeling and the intensity of the game. Cause you gotta think about in semi pro, there's no fans. So that the crowd effect's not there. So the game has to be intense or you're really not, yeah, like, you're not feeling anything. It's like being at practice doing a scrimmage. Yeah. people that go semi pro like how I was semi pro, like I, I didn't, I got out of college. Not, I went D1 college in the re, and when I played semi pro, these people were the D3 people. These are the people like couldn't get to college, didn't want to play college, whatever, and so forth. So you have those guys like me and like James who could play D1 and we're that good, but then you have these other guys who are just off the street. Right. And it's like the competition, like they don't understand the IQ of the game like you do, so it kind of is like not as. But there's some ballers in there. Like, but yeah, but you'll find some yeah. ballers in there. You, you'll fuck with those turkeys. Cause you've watched Last Chance, you right? The football yeah. on Netflix. You remember Isaiah Wright? That was on. Uh, I remember him. Yeah, he we cold. played. We actually played because he ended up going to semi pro after college, and he yeah he played on this team in Knoxville, and yeah, Buddy was still like he gained a lot of weight, but Buddy was still like that. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, that nigga's athletic. He was definitely born with all the. The athletic ability, he was just born with that. You can't teach that. That, that brings me to a question. So, what's the difference between talent and a gift? Talent and a gift. What do y'all think? Um, a gift is something that you're genetically born with or have whatever you believe in. If you're a spiritual person, I mean, I'm a Christian, so God-given ability is what somebody would call that. Something you were just born with and then a talent is something that you are passionate about and you learned and you developed and you, you grew see, in that. See, for me, like I feel like talent is something that you were given by a good coach. Like talent is something you could be, you can gain off being very coachable. Like if you're a coachable person and you have a good coach, he can produce talent. But a gift, is, like you said, God given. Like there's certain people, there's people out here that you just people just can't mimic. You can't mimic. You can't coach these things. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they're in the same family, gift and talent, but. A gift is something that can't, like, you can't teach the, the gift. The, the gift, you can you can coach the gift to be more talented, mm-hmm. but the gift is always going to be there. Like, he's going to naturally be athletic off the river. And you can teach him how to, how to run better with his with his mechanics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You can make him a, a talented runner or a talented whatever it is, but he going to already have that. Like, whatever he got is what he got. That's the facts. So you can't teach somebody like how LeBron never gets old. Yeah, like you like, can't chill like that. Like, you can't my man that. is still putting his head up on the rim. He's like, his body's just different. Sixty-eight. Come on, like, like you see, we see players every year, like especially in football or basketball. Like, they just not that same player. They, you, you can tell they get older. LeBron James is not that guy. Right, right. You can't tell LeBron James getting older. Like, but even even when you can tell he's getting older, he'll make his he'll make another part of his game so much better that you can't tell this nigga getting older. Like, but dude, dude, who's your greatest of all time basketball player? Basketball player, you know who I'm gonna say. It's it's Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan right now. I, I it's Michael Jordan right now. LeBron James is a, a very close. Uh, Kobe. I mean, for me, it's like there's four right answers if you say who's the GOAT. If you give me, if you say Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, LeBron James, or Kareem, I'll take any of those four answers. I feel like there's no there's no wrong answer with those four.
But everybody loves the MJ and LeBron. And the reason MJ is still above LeBron for me is that he never lost when it counted. LeBron James, granted, yes, he went to 10 straight finals or however many it was, 8, 7, whatever it is. He lost half of them. <laughs> we got to... Michael Jordan did lose in the first round of the playoffs before he, you know, before the 90s to the Pistons. He getting fat, but that's cool. We're not talking about that. We're talking about LeBron James losing to the finals. How many finals did uh, Michael go to? Six. Six? Yeah. One, how, many, how many rings did he have? Six. He went on six. Yeah, Convincingly. No, sick. All convincing. And, and if, he didn't re- if he didn't retire for two years, he would have ten. They would have won the whole decade, to be honest. They would have won the whole. He went six for six. Yeah, you can't argue that. That's, that's tough. That's tough. Two, three in a row. Two, three in a row. Now, though. Dude, it's the best now. Michael Jordan wasn't going against no Giannis. No. But no, when you look at when you look at the nineties. No, but when you. No, you're right. But if you look at the nineties, Michael Jordan stopped. He prevented so many people from being like legendary because he was so fucking legendary. Niggas couldn't win championships because of him. That's what makes people legendary. To be able to win And nobody during that time period Could win <laughs> like, he, didn't, he didn't piss dynasties off The whole team like, you, know, you know Kobe was supposed to go to the Mavericks He was like that was, that was He was locked in to go to the Mavericks And then uh, That's what he got drafted to him. The Hornets He got drafted to the Hornets Traded immediately though <laughs> Yeah but no, uh, I, I see this video about how the owner of the Mavericks, what's his name? Mark Cuban. Yeah, Mark Cuban. He said that he, it was in 2008, it was a done deal that Kobe was coming, and then one of his teammates talked him out of it. I mean, that would have been good for Kobe. I don't think so. Kobe with Dirk? I mean, shit. Kobe with Dirk would have been nasty. That would have been nasty. They would have won rings, but it wouldn't have looked good on his legacy. That's what I'm saying, yeah, right? Kobe it wouldn't. without the Lakers, don't look yeah, right. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have been right. Kobe, Kobe it wouldn't have looked right because it didn't happen. And it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have been. You know what I'm saying? Fair, Kobe would have made fair, it happen. Fair, fair, fair. And it wouldn't have been fair for the Heat because, you know, LeBron James and them already lost to the Mavericks with nobody. <laughs> nobody. Let's remember, that's why LeBron isn't my go, guys. He lost in the finals, and their second best player was Jason Terry. <laughs> if you're if you're the greatest of all time, you can't lose to niggas like Jason Terry and Sean Marion. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That can't be the. I can understand him losing to the Warriors. I get that. I understand that. He lost to Jason Terry, Sean Marion, Josh Howard, JJ Barea. So like since you since you did all these uh these sports and stuff and you came out of sports to do modeling and whatever your output was, what is something you want to tell the younger generation when it comes to playing sports in high school and such? Um, to all my Clarksville athletes, uh, not trying to kill your dreams. Just just listen, please listen. Not trying to kill your dreams. Not everybody's D one. Even if you have the talent, you got to think, bro, it's a million kids out here trying to go D1. And I wish I could explain to y'all the politics of D1 football, but you just have to be there to know it, to see it. Go to the school that wants you. Don't, don't be, don't let people get in your head. Go to that D2 school that wants you, that D3, that NAIA, wherever it is, that community college. Go where you're wanted. 
I know it's a hard battle knowing your talent and knowing what you're capable of, but you gotta you just gotta deal with the cards you're handed and make the best out of this situation. So you gotta think about it this way. Would you rather go to that D two, D three that wants you play, get film and you know, have a better chance of going to the big time or go to that D one school, ride the pine and be working your ass off and be working harder than niggas you know you're better than but they still get to start off for you because of you know they have five stars coming out of high school or they transfer them down from this bigger stool from like Ohio State or something. So you, I'm telling you, you're not gonna want to deal with that. It's gonna kill your passion for the game. Go to where you're wanted. That's a fact. That's real. That's a fact. That's real. Cause that like that that right there really crushes a lot of the dreams. Like damn, like yeah, definitely bet on yourself. I'm not saying don't bet on yourself, but. The way I look at it is, you know, if you if you just really have D1 dreams and that's it for you, go to that D2, D3 for a couple years. Turn the fuck up. Show everybody that you're D1 worthy that way. Go have two crazy seasons there and you could transfer back up to a D1. But don't go to that D1 that's offering you that preferred walk-on or whatever or that, you know, that half scholarship because you're going to go there and you're just going to be a hidden dummy and you're going to be sad. You're going to be sad when that coach that was saying how much he loved you, you get out there, he don't fuck with you no more because you just dare to have a body on the team. I'm telling you, don't do it to yourself. Go where you want it. Take that scholarship, and you know maybe you can see what happens when you work hard on the field. But yeah, don't don't put yourself in that situation. Another, you don't have to. Thing I would say is if you if that's what you really want to do, you want to go, you want to play at the next level. Make the decision early. Don't be right, don't right, be right. playing your junior talking about oh, I can do this in college. Nah, you gotta put that work in your freshman, your eighth grade, your seventh grade year because you gotta think you come to get up against guys who've been playing pee wee since that was six. They've been playing this. They knew what they wanted since they were six years old. So if you gonna, I wouldn't even say like you have to make the decision at that age. But when you get to middle school and you see you have a talent or you see you have a gift. It's time to like somebody. You gotta. They need people in their life to tell them to focus. Cause like when I when I became when I was in eighth grade and I met a coach. He was the first coach. Who was like, you know, you're pretty good. You should. You think about college. I ain't never thought about college in my life. I'm seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not something people think about when you're that old. But like people need that because when when I went to eighth grade and I seen how good I was doing, I was breaking school records. I was like, you know, maybe I could do college. And I focused on that, and I, I started instilling that and playing. When I'm playing, I'm like, I'm playing for a reason now. I'm not just playing for fun. This ain't just for fun anymore. I, I can do this next level. Mm-hmm. So, like, I felt like if it wasn't for that certain coach, I would have never even thought of college. I would have never even did what I need to do, sports highlights, or, you know, pay attention to how how to get in um, colleges to look at you type shit. I feel like people weren't paying attention to that when you were So you got to really tap in early. Yeah, facts. So you got you to gotta, you gotta be... You gotta be serious about yourself, so these corporations will be serious about you. Like, you definitely gotta be serious about yourself because there's gonna be people that are like, take you as a joke. Exactly. Like, there's certain dreams that you may have that somebody's gonna laugh at, and that's okay. Because if you can manifest it, then that's all that, need, that all that matters. Because you're the only one going through it. You gotta be realistic, though. Like, if you're not putting in that work, then all yeah, that you doing you definitely got to put in their work but beyond that just like and we can all everybody in this room can attest to this if you're a high school athlete do not rely on your coach to help you to get to college i can tell you this right now my three years that we and i'm name dropping i'm sorry this is the the most terrible coach in kenwood history coach brian bobian (laughs) that region championship we won 
class of 2015, Team 19, that was all us. He did he did nothing for us. That was strictly he he did he did nothing for us. This man, I don't know what his thinking process is. I don't know what was going on in his head. Terrible coach. He didn't help nobody. He helped nobody go to college. I I I'm sitting right here in front of Zayvon and Dejan. And how many times did this guy talk to us about college while we were there? I ain't gonna lie, I literally never spoke to none of them about it. I think I would have better. I, I feel like I would have enjoyed football more. And shout out to Malcolm and Antoine to be so fucking good that they just outweighed the bad coaching and they were able to get looks other ways. Like, I'm I'm so happy I, I got like to Malcolm play with... Perry, Malcolm Perry could have went to a great college. Yeah, if he had... I mean, if he, he went to Navy. Yeah, went to a great college but if we had... Yeah. He could have went, went somewhere would have set him up. Yes. Way easier. Like, he would have been more looked at. And right? he still made it, but if we had a coach with connections, it would have made it a lot easier for our kids at Kenwood to go to college. I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm not saying that's the reason I didn't... I didn't go to college but it would have helped a lot more if i had a coach who was able to instill what i needed to know when i needed to know it at that time i didn't learn all that stuff until after high school so um yeah if you're dealing with that situation and you got a coach like that um try to rely on your trainer any connect any sports connect you have outside of him get them to help you bro because <laughs> you're you're gonna need it <laughs> Yourself at, at some point there's, a, there's a saying if you want to be able to buy something without looking at the price tag, right. you got to be able to work without looking at the clock. Ah, okay, see, okay, okay, see, okay. See, okay. See, see. That's a fact. That's a fact. If you, if you, if you worry about if you, you want to be at a level where over? you can buy something and not worry about how much it costs, you got to be able to work without even mm-hmm. worrying about how much work you're putting in, right. You know what I'm saying? Facts. If you're at a point where you you step when is this the first time? Yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you stay to work and you looking at the clock or looking at whatever, like damn, when is this over? Shit, you're done for, brother. You're not, yeah. you're not putting in the work to be put in. And, work. It, and it takes a lot. I ain't gonna lie. It takes a lot for someone to be able to understand work ethic. Because you see all these people doing this and that, you're not really paying attention to what matters mm-hmm. when it comes to work. Like you might be, you might think nine to five is all you need to do. You know right. what I'm saying? But people who are successful aren't out here doing nine to five. They're out here doing five, five to eleven. Like they might not be, they might work nine to five, but from five to nine they're doing something. And from five to eleven they're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like people gotta pay attention. Like it takes work to get success. Definitely. But I mean. <clears throat> with the work ethic whatever you're passionate about your work ethic is going to follow that's what that's just something i've realized like for example with me not playing sports anymore like i still go to the gym i still work out i still try to keep a nice body but it was much easier when i was like trying to play football because i i was passionate about football so therefore i was passionate about making myself better a better football player but now that i model and i'm on the fashion you know the body thing isn't too crazy like i don't need to be six foot 185 pounds on muscle anymore so it's hard it's hard to go to the gym like i don't have that same drive like when i'm on that last set there's nothing in my head i can't say you trying to be a quarterback you got to do this you got to push this that's not my head anymore so it's like (laughs) the passion's not there so the work ethic is is a little bit harder to bring up so whatever you're passionate about the work it's gonna come easy the work ethic is gonna come easy so work ethic really just self-discipline for real it's like, i think i think the success you for three things you need for success is discipline work ethic and understanding you got to be realistic yeah that's like, whatever yes. you're trying to that's do be fact. realistic you got to have you got to put the time into it and you got to have the understanding all like 
I'm glad Dejan just said something about being realistic. I got to put this out here. I live off realism. So everybody out there that I've came across that might think I'm a dickhead or anything like that, I'm not a dickhead. I just, I'm just, I'm a realist and I, I like to believe that everybody has common sense. So don't come to me for advice if you're not ready for advice for somebody who's a realist. Like, I'm not going to play with you. I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you how I see it. Like, I feel like there's no gray area on earth. I, that, that gray area shit's bullshit. Everything is black and white. There, it's either it's wrong or right. Like, there's no in between on things. Because when you live a life with a gray area, that's how people end up confused. That's how you end up in fucked up situations. That's how you end up giving out your hand more than you should. Everything is black and white. And you got to understand we're all going through. Everybody's going through their own complex life. Like, everybody is going through something. So, and with that being said, with everybody going through something, that's not an excuse. When you're when you're in a bad point in your life, that's not an excuse for you to keep doing fucked up shit or or living a certain way. Cause we're all going through something, we're all battling things. So just talking about that shit. Like people gotta really understand everybody is going through something. Don't I would say this like understand people are going through something and that whatever you are going through, people understand a little bit what you're going through. Facts. Like don't always think you are the only person going through something. Facts. That's what we were just talking about, like Talk to somebody because I promise you there's a billion people in the world that have been through what you've been through. Facts. No matter what it is, it's happened before. And there's a million of us doing way worse than you. Exactly. It's always it's always somebody doing better than you. It's always somebody doing worse than you. It's always somebody stronger than you. It's always somebody weaker than you. It's always someone better than what you're doing. Fair. It's someone always worse than what you're doing. But you have to understand that the people better than whatever you are doing can help you in, same, in the same way that people who are doing worse than you can help you. Facts. You guys gotta understand the difference. Like, it's, it's that easy. Like, just like we were talking about bad coaches and good coaches. Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot from a good coach. You can learn a lot I'm from a bad, bad coach. Thanks. And like my dad used to always tell me when I was in the military, you will have good NCOs, which is like not commission officers, people ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You will have good NCOs and bad NCOs. The good NCOs and the bad NCOs are gonna teach you the same thing, but different ways. That's life for real life. It's every it's everywhere in life. You just gotta Correct. understand. You got some people. You got some successful people that come from great environments, right? They learn from those great people that taught them great things. Now you got some people that come from shitty environments. They learn, they learn bullshit and they live through bullshit, but they picked up the great things that they didn't see. Yeah. From the bullshit, so it's mm-hmm. like it's learning. It's a double-edged learning, sword. Yeah. Of, it's, it's a double-edged sword. You can learn definitely. anything through anything at any time. You just gotta pick that shit up. Yeah, you just gotta listen. You, you gotta, gotta pay You gotta hold yourself accountable too. Like I think, I think when it comes to learning new things, you can you can learn all day long just by living. You can learn something new just by living. But the only way you'll learn it is if you pay attention. Just pay attention to what's going on around you. Be observant. Be understanding. And even if you even if you learn something, say you learn a new a new skill, like you may not have actually learned the techniques of it or whatever the case may be, but you learned that. You learn how to a new uh, way to make money. You can't be mad at nobody else when you don't use that new way to make money that you learn. Now you're fucked up. You're broke and shit. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. You like you're mad at yourself. You're mad at the world because it's fucked up. Nigga, you know. You got ten dollars <laughs> that you know right now. Nigga, go do it. Y'all think anger comes from ignorance? I was just thinking about that. As soon as you said, I was wondering. Anger. Y'all think? Y'all think people get angry from not understanding something? I feel like. So, like, think of it like this. Like, last time you don't argue with somebody. The reason y'all was arguing is because you didn't understand their point of view. It was a misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding. That's what causes arguments. 
So do you think the root of argument is the lack of understanding? Yeah, I wouldn't put anger in that, but yes, the the disconnect between some people is the, the lack of understanding and point of views, not having that point of view, because you can try to explain something to somebody all you want, but if they've never seen it from that point of view, they can never agree with you. Okay. They can never agree with you. So it's some people can see that, but they're so they're so stuck on what they think in their mind. Fact. That's why, like, when any of my female friends come to me about advice, whether it's with relationship or anything like that, at the end of every one of my little speeches, I'm like, but you're going to do what you want to do at the end of it. Like, I can tell you what I feel like you should do, but I don't. I'm not, I'm not in your shoes. I'm not in your body. So at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do. Take what I say with a grain of salt. Right now, what's going to happen? Once you do what you want to do, guys be known like if, if a female a friend comes to us and say, "Oh, he doing this and that," we can tell him why he doing this and that, right but we can break it down. But at the end of the day, they're gonna do it. We, I'm like, all right, so you gonna do they gonna follow that heart like a dumbass? <laughs> Facts. And when y'all hear me say that, I don't think I'm out here pillow talking because no, I don't do that. I have no reason to pillow talk. But I always tell the female if they do come to me like that, like. It don't matter how many mistakes somebody you love make. You going you gonna ride with them until you know you're until done. You're there's done. there's nothing nobody can tell you. There's nothing they can tell you. It'll just be eventually there'll be your breaking point. When you reach your breaking point, that's when you you let it go. It'll just be like you know how they have TV shows when they got the, the, the good the good dude and the bad dude on the shoulder. They got the devil okay. and God on the shoulder. That's all. That's all advice really be, bro. Like, but you gonna do what you wanna do. You facts, yeah. Like at you the end like, of the day, you, at the end of the day, the, the, the devil and the angel on the yeah. shoulder don't make the decisions. Right, they're they not just making the decisions. They're just, they're just giving you the, the different, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The different perspectives. Perspectives. So, shit. Man, if you, yeah, you know you're in some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep the G with yourself, man. Facts. And keep the G with the person you're talking to. Just let me know if you just want me to listen or if you want my advice. Because if you just want me to listen to your BS, that's fine. I'll listen to it. But don't get mad when I give you my two cents. Like, now, because you just didn't tell me all that, and I'm trying to help you out. Now you mad. You should have told me you just wanted me to listen. <laughs> I ain't listening to BS. <laughs> I, ain't got, you know, I got kids, man. You know what I'm saying? I got too much going on. Somebody come to me like, man, this, this man, go talk to God. <laughs> <laughs> he said, go talk to God. <laughs> I, just, I just ain't got the time. It's like, I got bath time in 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time for nothing. Bro, I used to be the type of dude. Like, motherfuckers used to come to me with so much problems. Like, I was just... You know, people, uh, I, was, I was overwhelmed, come, bro. I think people like, would come bro. to people like y'all because y'all give a broader understanding of how life works and how people think. Very and people, people can be yeah. that because y'all have different perspectives for a lot of things and y'all don't ever have one view for something. Right? Honestly, I think that's why so me that's and Zayvon are so cool. That's something I've always realized because Zayvon is just as understanding as me. Like, just from the sports, because most of the chilling we did was in sports in high school. Mm-hmm. But from that perspective, I can say he was as understanding as me. Like, when we would lose, like... I knew if nobody else was going to be cool, Zayvon was going to be one of the cool ones like me. Like, me and Zayvon never tripped. Like, we always knew it was, like, this isn't, why waste your emotional energy on that when it's not that serious? Like, it's another game. We got another game coming. You know what I'm saying? I like the complete opposite y'all when I was in high school, though. Facts. Like, nobody. No, you kind of changed, you changed my senior, my senior year was your junior year, right? Yeah. Yeah, your junior year, that's when you came around. So, you all think I'm going to win the NBA championship this year? Lakers, Lakers in four. Yeah, he's Lakers in four. I don't believe that. I, I would love for it to happen. I don't believe that. One. 
And I need the I need the Westbrook hate to stop because if you think us keeping Westbrook gonna be the reason we stop, that's okay. Because if people really think nineteen seven and seven is a horrible season, by all standards, that's fucking horrible then. Because this nigga almost averaged another triple double last year. That doesn't take away from his shooting woes and his turnovers. He has to. He gotta stop with the turnovers. He got He got to chill out. Yeah, he 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 has always played like that. Change too much, but last year I need people to get off his ass. You know, he airballed a few times or whatnot. The media just really pushed people to believe in Westbrook's ass. He's not ass. He had the same assist to turnover ratio as y'all's goat LeBron James last year. So, Russ is a down. He's a downhill player. He can't do that from the fucking. Yes, they had this nigga sitting in the corner. What coach? They probably had Frank Vogel was probably almost as worse as Coach Bell. They tell y'all this. This nigga had he had Russell Westbrook sitting in the corner. On what universe or planet do you have Russell Westbrook sitting in the corner? It was a coaching staff's fault and it was injuries' fault. We had the most starting lineups in the league last year. People fail to realize that we had the most different starting lineups in the league. AD was going damn near the whole season it seemed like because this nigga wants to play point guard. AD, your point guard dreams are over. If you ever come across this. Keep your big ass in the post. Your ankles cannot take the crossover, pullbacks, none of that. Stay in the post and block shots. That's what we need you for. This whole you trying to shoot threes and dribble and twisting your ankle has got to stop, my boy. It has got to stop. <laughs> so, so, so who do you think uh, else competes? going to compete for the it, The whole NBA. I'm not going to lie. This I'm loving this generation of sports. Whether it's this football, basketball, everybody, everybody is good. Niggas is playing out their mind. These kids are crazy. These everybody. genetics are insane. Everybody's good. Even in teams you think you're asking. Houston Rockets, you might think they suck. No, these niggas are some hoopers. Them niggas, them niggas are going to be crazy. On oh God. On oh God. I love the NBA right now. It's great. I, I, like, I like Memphis too. Yeah, I love Memphis, but I need everybody in Tennessee to not get your hopes up. They're not winning no ring. They're in the Western Conference. I'm sorry, Jaw's great. If you hear this, Jaw, you're 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 a top ten player. Is the West is too good? The West is too is too top heavy. I don't even know why Memphis is in the fuck. That's you know that's how I feel about when it comes to football with Seattle. Everybody be talking shit about my team Seattle, but be real. We are in the hardest conference in the league. Yeah, now y'all are. We have are. the Rams, the Cardinals, the, the 49ers. The 49ers. Haven't y'all been in the, in the hardest shit? Yes, but I'm saying everybody on our ass like we suck, but we could y'all whoop suck. everybody else's ass. We just can't get there because it's not our conference. I ain't gonna lie, y'all not whooping everybody else, bro. But we haven't had a losing record since we went to the Super Bowl eight years ago. Y'all have never had a losing record under Pete Carroll, if I'm not mistaken. So, whooping everybody ass, though. We are literally got Huh? Bro, y'all don't, y'all don't have. Okay, okay, all right, all right. And I think who is who's gonna be our starting quarterback? Geno Smith. Geno Smith is about to be our starting. No, I think no. Geno Smith has a nod right now. He's winning the race, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, look. <laughs> I was referring to last seasons, prior seasons. Okay, okay. At this moment, that's right. We have if, if we speaking on, if we put speaking on like prior seasons, seasons yeah. the Seahawks is one of the greatest teams in the in the in the team in the tens era. Of, of football. We yeah, 20, 2010. Yeah, 2010 yeah. through 2016. Yeah. No, I think y'all only won one. Mark and y'all lost. Yeah, y'all won one and lost one. I ain't gonna lie. I think at that moment is when I said, yeah, no, because I was a big Seahawks fan. Like, that, the Legion of Boom era, that was my favorite era of football. Like, Legion like, of Boom. Bro, was, I loved it. Yeah. Once they, once they did not give my boy the ball. I was like, whoa. Pete Carroll, he just outcoached himself at that moment. Yeah, he yeah, overthought. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. He was thinking, 
these niggas know that we finna hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. So let's throw it, it because they're expecting it's really us to not run. A bad call, but it's a shit call. But it's a bad call. But his 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 reasoning for it, you can say, wasn't dumb. But we have to put some. We gotta we gotta put some blame. We gotta put some blame on Russell too. We gotta put the blame on the nigga who threw the ball. Even no, though, no, 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 no. Because it, it wasn't fourth down, was it? No, it was so, second down. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't have to force. He didn't have to force that slant. He didn't have to force that slant. That's what I'm saying. It's second down, especially in the red zone. A slant by the slot into the linebacker in safety. He didn't have to force that ball, but at the same time, it was there for a split second. It was there. No, no, I it was there. If that, if the receiver could have made a play. Because the ball didn't he didn't before yeah, he touched. He didn't I'm attack right. the ball. If the receiver would attack the ball, and let me put in a little coaching lesson real quick for y'all receivers. As me being a quarterback, it would help us so much if y'all attack the ball when we threw y'all the ball sometimes. Y'all get mad at us because some got picked off. You didn't want the ball as much as that safety. If you would have came back to the ball and attacked it, you would have beat him there. Granted, granted, I could have probably threw the ball better, but I'm not going to give you my best throw every time. You got to work with me. You got to want the ball. There's receivers out there that want the ball, and there's some that don't. And a nigga out there that want the ball is somebody like a, uh, what's bro from, from Georgia? George Pickens. Oh, my. I he. You throw him name, the ball. I think his name matches what he does. You go throw him the ball, and he's gonna go get it. <laughs> nah, he's cold, bro. You you seen the meme of him during the drive? He was the nigga that had on. He had on the shicey mask, and he was standing in front of the TV with the white T.O. He didn't even look like he was about to get drafted. Bro was standing in front of the TV like this. Bro, I got, you ain't seen that. Bro. You ain't seen it. Bro, he's literally on the. He's with the shicey mask. He's in front of the TV getting drafted like this. Oh God, at the crib, bro. He said no draft party. Bro, it's crazy, bro. He don't look like somebody that's gonna be a millionaire. This thing. Like a real street man. Oh, menace. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, like so <laughs> <laughs> bro, shaking his head like he the brown uncle. You just got drafted, bro. That nigga was the crib. With the shy with the ski. Hey, y'all take them ski basses off. I'm not gonna lie. It, it's that time. It's too hot for that shit, bro. <laughs> take them off. Even when winter come back around, take them off. Bro, that should be stinking, bro. Y'all niggas gonna be watching y'all ski man. Take them off. You are not hiding your identity. We know who you are. We went to school together. We went to elementary school together. We played sports together. Y'all aren't kingpins. Y'all don't have ops. Take off the shiesty mask. What's going on with people like changing their whole like. Nigga, I went to high school, Drew. I like, got no, you, you like flowers and shit. Oh shit! Like I, like, like you were really good in art class. <laughs> what what, what I will say is, life does life, hit you crazy. Like life changes and it does. I'm not gonna be mad at anybody trying to get some money. So if you know you go that route, you go the trapper route. I'm not gonna be one of those. You wasn't like that in high school. It's when you get to getting on that hood, claiming a neighborhood that you're not really from. Like you, you went to Sango with me, bro. You're not from over there. You're not from over there, Brody. Like you didn't grow up there. You just moved here in high school. You you don't know them like that. But you know, if you want some money, shit, by all means, do what you gotta do. You ain't you are old man. But well, you know what? Let me twist this real quick. Cause we so when it comes to money, 
Like, what's your money aspirations? Like, business aspirations as a man. Like, what, what, where do you see James as, in five years? Now that I'm more mature, I'm here to tell you I don't care about money. I really don't care about money. You'll drive yourself crazy worrying about money and i can't be mad at anybody that is on that time because the world stops for nobody and the way america's set up you gotta have money to do anything you want so i'm not saying i don't care about money but i really don't care for being rich i care for making enough money to have a stable life for myself because i know that i've made i'm doing what i would like and i do what i want and i'm pleased with life right now with the little money i have so i know i'm not gonna need millions to be satisfied with my life or do what i want to do i just need enough money to where i can leave when i want to leave like if i want to go take a trip go book a trip i can leave or if i'm at a job that i don't like i don't got to worry about staying at a job stressing fucking up my mental working for somebody i don't work for because i need money like that's where i'm focused on i don't really care for being a millionaire um the whole generational wealth thing if it happens cool but i don't want to have that i don't feel like anybody should live with that on your you should not have that weight on your shoulders to try to be the one to fix your family's your family's part i get that's a great thing to strive for that's a but do not lose yourself trying to be that one in your family i know it's a cool aspect to have but i guarantee all those people who provided generational wealth for their family they were the first ones they didn't get to enjoy life as much as they wanted to they were you know what's crazy Y'all don't have kids, so y'all wouldn't see my perspective on this. But for me, I was just like you. Fuck money. I don't care. I'm just trying to have a good life. I'm trying to have Yeah, but once you have it's, kids, it definitely, you're like, living for so somebody like, else. When I had labor, bro, I was like, damn, I, you know what? That generational wealth shit, I'm okay. I'm okay grinding. I'm okay losing some happiness for that. Because you got to think of it like this. Like, when you have kids... When I like when I had Leonardo, she growing up and shit, I'm like, damn, like I'm okay sacrificing a lot more than I was before. Yeah, facts. Like, like, like before you have a kid, it's all about you. Like, you know, especially when you get grown, like your parents aren't in your life like that no more. So you kind of doing what you want to do, and that's how I was. I was doing what I want to do, but when I had Leia, I was like, you know, maybe what what I had in plan can change. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like now I. I strive for money, but not really money, if that makes sense. I strive to be, to have a lifestyle where my my kids can grow up and they're not really worried about what I was worried about or what y'all was worried about or what my parents were worried about. Facts. But like, more like when they grow up, they're like, you know, my child look great. I just want, I, that's the most, the least I want for my kids. Is for them to grow up and when they get to 18, they're like, you know, I had a good child. Yeah, facts. So, That's so do you care more about this is our parents? Do do does a parent care more about raising their child to not have worries, like financially, or raising that child to be a, a stand-up individual? You can do I think, both. I think I think the worry part You can do both. Is, for sure, for sure. I think the worry part is less on the table. I think Parents understand where we live in life. I think I understand that, like, she gonna worry about some shit. I understand she gonna get her heart broken. I understand life is gonna kick her ass. I understand those things. But I, what I want to focus on is the things I can control. I can control the happiness level she has, the things she that I provide for her, the the views that I instill in her. I can I can control those things, but I can't control what happens to her in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not, parents aren't really so entitled to, you know, like, you know how that, in, the thing like, oh, dads don't want, you can't date till you're 18 kind of thing. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, get the failures out early. 
know what I'm saying? Like, do what you, do your, live your life. I'm not going to be one of the parents who's like, nah, you can't do nothing until you cheat, bro. I don't want you doing shit. Because, you know, them kind of kids be out here doing the craziest shit. They be the most They be the most They be trying to do all the shit they couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I want my kids to understand, like, it's cool to live life. Just do it. Responsibly, right? You, just do it where you you understand the consequences to your actions. It's big to show show children that even as even as kids, like you can't just do what you want to do in life. You just can't. Like you can, but you can't. Everything comes. <laughs> everything comes with a consequence. Everything that's that's like, the big thing. You gotta realize everything you do affects something in everybody around you. Every decision you make is not just for yourself. Literally, whoever is closest to you. Whatever you deal with, they're going to deal with it in some way. So it's like, you got to keep that in mind as well. You definitely got to keep that in mind. Even the, even the, what you think, like, because I, I, I know me, I smoke, right? Mm-hmm. We was just talking about, we was talking about, well, you weren't even over here, but we was talking about yesterday at Tank Crib. He was like, uh, I'm a good, you know, father figure to take one. I really don't like when motherfuckers say that because, like, bro, that's not my kid. Like, I'm not his dad. That's my mm-hmm. brother. I'm going to always protect my young nigga. Because that's my young nigga. Like, but you don't see him as like... I don't, fit, like I, don't, I don't want to... I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want that to be like the narrative. It's like, I raised Tavon type shit. Because like, that's my mama. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I want, I, want I, just, you, I want you to understand. Like, you may not see it like this. Because we do. And I can see why you don't want to be that... To Tavon, because you're his brother. That's your fucking brother. That's your little brother. But you got to understand, Tavon, uh, Tavon has no male figure. Forget father. Has I was no just going to say that. We got to drop the... You. So... We definitely got to like, drop the father you have, figure you have word. To, you, have to re- you can drop the father figure, but he... You are the mm-hmm. only male figure yes. that Tavon looks at. And it's like, damn. I want to be like him. Think of it like this. Bro. You know how you, you know how you view your father. You know how I view my father. So... He needs that. It's like, and he's looking for it. And you know what he finds is you. Like, so you have to understand. Like you hold that. You hold that. He's been like this since, I mean, literally since he's been a baby. Like everything that I do, it's like the greatest thing in the fucking world. You know why? Because he, I feel like Tavon doesn't see you as a brother figure, but he sees you as that male figure that he's looking for. Because all of us as men look for a father figure, someone we could time to someone we can relate to and do like I, I wanted to be everything my father did you know what I'm saying so you Tavon took away the you took when your dad not being in the house took away the brother brother brotherly love thing and mm-hmm. more it became more of a male figure thing for Tavon and I, and I didn't realize that growing up I'm starting to realize that now cause like like I said I smoke but I know Tavon like he been he's been trying to he been trying to smoke like recently and shit. <laughs> Let's be real, bro. Yeah. Smoking doesn't have that many bad consequences. It doesn't, but I feel as if coming from me, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be smoking when you're in school, high school. Like I didn't I didn't smoke for the first time until I was nineteen. And what I can say, it would have been cool if I was one of those guys who smoked before school. That probably would have been the that probably would have made school, especially going to Kenwood, because niggas is already funny. So that's gonna amplify it by a thousand. But at the same time, I glad I'm glad I wasn't on that type of time period during that. Because you it honestly we isn't something you need it's not bad for you but it doesn't do anything for you any like really for me it's just a pat it's just a 
it's just a pastime for me. We live in Clarksville. We don't have much to do other than eat. We don't have like we don't have entertainment things here in Clarksville. Yes, you could drive forty five minutes to Nashville, but that's fucking gas money. I'm not gonna lie to you. It ain't. It ain't. Grass is crazy. And like I just told y'all before, I'm not rich, so every little penny count in this motherfucker. So <laughs> it really just be a pastime, and it's a way to, to still socialize with people that I went to school with and people that I grew up with. It's a great like, it's just a great thing to socialize it's over. Just like drinking, like for me, I feel like smoking has the same instillment as alcohol, like except for like, the hangover. If say Leia was 12, 13, 14, right? You. You come home, you come home every day, you might take your shots and you might grab your bottle, whatever you do. Just like drink a little wine. Yeah, yeah. Regular, regular shit. So you you come in the house and you see that you got liquor missing out your fridge and shit. Like every day you look, you like, damn bro, I could have sworn. I, I, that's a good question. So I'll put it like this. Like, what do you I'll put it like this. You know, I agree with you not fucking with the table on smoking this early. I fuck with that because if you think about it, at that age. They don't understand the consequences exactly. of, or the responsibility it holds to be able to do something like this. Just like how alcohol, you gotta be 21 over to drink it. You gotta be able to fortune shit. I feel like I feel like for weed, you gotta be. I don't know how it is in legal states. I'm pretty sure you gotta be 21, right? To, 18, to purchase. No, 18. 18 to purchase. I'm cool with that because it takes a certain age and you have to live a certain amount of life to understand the consequences right. or the responsibility of doing certain substances or doing certain things like drinking alcohol. And I'll be pissed if I came in the house and lay in some alcohol missing and I know where it will come from. Facts for me with my kids, it'd just be like the biggest reason I don't want them to do stuff like that would be the bill part of it. It becomes a bill. When you when you take on something like smoking or drinking, it's just something you gotta pay for. Cause you're gonna wanna continuously do it. And I'm here to say you can't get addicted to weed because it's a natural medicine. Your date, anybody that says they're addicted to weed, they're just addicted to the nicotine and the wraps they use. Because if you smoke papers or you do bongs or you do balls, yeah, but with the weed, it's like you could go cold turkey if you smoke weed. There's no withdrawals. That's why I feel like you can't be addicted to something unless there's withdrawals. And there's no withdrawal effect from not smoking weed other than the fact that facts it's the blunt it's the blunt rap <laughs> no, i just also quit smoking nicotine yeah because when i when i when i i haven't baked in three or four days and let me tell you it's what kicking my ass. i know you want it any chance like, you get like, if you get around on like, god but like no on like on the real facts no, that's why on, niggas on a, can't on a real note, all that nicotine and tobacco i i got hooked on nicotine when i was employed in mexico like it was just something i did like on, on my own time and then it just never went away kind of thing mm-hmm. and then recently uh, when i stopped smoking stopped smoking weed it was easy and i was and i was i was looking into like smoking vapes and like my I wouldn't. I haven't felt good for a couple months, and I was like looking into it or whatever. And then, you know, I have kids, so I'm actually worried about my health kind of thing. Yeah. Like I'm worried about the longevity of what I do. Yeah. So I had looked into it, and I was like, man, you know, I need to stop vaping, and I stopped vaping about. I think I'm on like day five, and let me tell you, these four days. Taking my ass. Trying to find something to do to keep your mind off I, it. I, like, I, it's I crazy, ate, I bro. I like, three bags of sunflower seeds trying to keep that. <laughs> like, keep doing like, it, bro. Hard, Please bro. stay off it. I'm proud of the five days you got out of it. Because, Nick, These five them days, vapes. This is the most, most I've vaped in over two years. Them vapes got to be crazy. Because I'll be out in the club, and I'll see a random white girl, and I'll see her panicking, and I know she's looking for a vape. She's tapping. She's tapping <laughs> motherfuckers. Asking the, bartend, <laughs> asking the bartender, did you see a views up here? Like, going. <laughs> 
be willing to risk their life for that lost views. And I'm like, that is insane that you're that addicted. And I hope you're not out here making fun of homeless people when you're addict yourself. You just you just not down bad like them, but your whole life is worrying about that views. You can't work out without it. You can't go to work without it. I'm telling like, yeah, I'm gonna be late to work. I gotta turn back around and go get not my pay. Fuck that. I have, I have turned around. I've been late for work because I had to turn around. It's bad, bro. Like, but I knew it was bad. But I, I've had people tell me like straight up, like, like, you know, that shit gonna kill you. And I was like, mom, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, it was like, fuck it. It's, uh, kill me, kill me. But like, but like sometimes, like, especially having kids, that don't really put you in perspective. Like, I, I can't just let this kill me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't break the percussions of doing this shit every day. And like, vaping is not like smoking cigarettes. It's worse than smoking cigarettes. Like, it's electronic. Lungs, it's a it's battery. At least the cigarettes is, at least the cigarette is natural. Tobacco natural. comes from the earth. But an ele- you're using an electric battery that heats up to it a crazy, a crazy temperature. <laughs> it's like smoking out of your iPhone. That's like your iPhone added a vape attachment. That would be weird as fuck. Like niggas would be like. It's weird. It's funny. Oh, you talking about your phone? Niggas out here smoking 5G, they finna die. Oh God! Oh God! Niggas, sperm is gonna be infertile. I'm talking about. On another note, if you want to smoke 5G, Good Times Podcast is now presenting Good Time Vape. Go for get a patent on that. Right back your vote. Good Time, come on down, Good Time. Good Time dying, all right, Batman. Y'all are crazy. I'm fucking crying, bro. Hey, I think we should win, right? We're having a good time, man. We appreciate you coming ASAP, man. Show for sure. Nah, I appreciate y'all having appreciate y'all having me on y'all platform, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, bro. Facts. Facts. I'll definitely be back on the show if they let me, guys. I definitely want to spin the block on good times. <laughs> All right, uh, follow us on Instagram at Good Times Pod. Also on Twitter at the same at. What else we got? We're